Welcome to the Her Influence podcast. This is a great conversation with our lead catalyst and founder, Kathy Ostopchuk. She's talking today from our True Conversations Zoom that we've hosted over the last few months, a few times a week, on navigating life in the middle. This is a conversation full of wisdom, full of great coaching skills. Kathy is a phenomenal coach in our nation. Really speaks into what do you do in the waiting. For some of us, it's no longer waiting. We're right back into the thick of rhythm and routine. For others, there's waiting still in this current reality. Or really, there's just waiting on dreams and desires that you carry in your heart. You're going to love this conversation. She is a woman of wisdom, a woman of conviction, a strong leader in our nation. My co-host to this Her Influence podcast with Caitlin Kay as well. And we love these conversations. So we invite you into it today here at Gather. There's so many things that Gather offers to women across our nation and beyond our own nation. We have just hosted a phenomenal conference called True Conference Online, and you can still purchase the annual conference access for a whole entire year with keynote speakers from across our nation, including Kathy herself, Danielle Strickland, and Miranda and so many more. So why don't you tune in today to this conversation and then purchase the annual uh, conference registration so you can access it all year round. Enjoy today, girls. Welcome to the Her Influence Podcast, Calling women to rise in purpose and influence your world with real voices, bold words, and whole hearts. The Her Influence Podcast is created on behalf of Gather Women by Women in Canada for women everywhere to rise in their leadership influence wherever they are planted. We are grateful for our sponsor partnership for Season 3. Horizon College and Seminary, a center of learning dedicated to prepare leaders for Christian life and ministry, located in Saskatoon. Horizon is launching two amazing initiatives in fall of 2020, a Master of Arts in Ministry Leadership, a program that equips both seasoned and aspiring leaders by combining theological studies, leadership training, and hands-on learning. And in partnership with Sisterhood YXE and Lead Women, a women's cohort designed to provide women with a graduate education in ministry leadership that empowers them to bring transformational change to their churches, communities, and world with full or part-time and geographical flexibility. Find out more at horizon.edu. And now, here are your hosts, Kathy Ostapchuk, Vanessa Hoyes, and Caitlin Say. of connecting with Kathy early on in the piece of moving here. In fact, she I'd heard of her and then she was in Montreal with her husband's business. And so we had this amazing connection together. I invited some girls from my leadership team and honestly just one one afternoon um, together with Kathy, I just knew there was just such gift and grace on her life to um, to really coach, lead, pour wisdom in. And so we had mutual connections in Helen Burns over on the other side of Canada. And um, Helen was part of a movement called Gather alongside Kathy. And so um, today is really special for me as I do introduce Kathy's uh, teaching and voice and real coaching into this moment on Zoom. These conversations, we'd love to go really practical for you um, so that you get um, real take home. What happened for our, this initiative for us was that I was invited, um, I pastor and I lead and I coach as well, and I was invited into a group over in Australia to share over there. Um, and it was at night, and so some of the girls, Kathy, Rebecca, and a few of us, Rebecca would say to her husband, I'm just going to Australia tonight. And so we were online in a room like this, Um, just hearing really practical things about this current reality and how to thrive through this current reality. 
and we just message each other in the private chat like some of you might amongst each other today and just said we should host something like this for our nation and for the women of our nation. And so for Kathy's voice today to be um, just spoken out loud, the wisdom she's going to share, I know it's going to be really practical personally. Um, I know both as a leader, honestly, the lead catalyst of Gather, you don't carve out what's been carved out of nothing in the last five years without resilience, leadership gifts on your life faith and so many other qualities that I know and have come to love about Kathy. And so we, um, I love every moment I get with her, um, every piece of wisdom. And now watching her coach, like really formally coach so many leaders from across the nation and gleaning from that as well has been really, really inspiring. And my favourite thing she's done in the last season of everything else she does as a mum and a wife and a grandmother um, and really a pioneer is she's also written a book. And so in the um, in the comments, I'm just going to get Rebecca to put the link to that book. I had the privilege of reading it early on when before it was even um, being burst into the atmosphere. And so she's got a book called Brave Woman, Bold Moves. And, um, and honestly, like it's such stunning teaching and equipping and you find yourself in so many women of the scriptures as you read it so I really encourage you to get it and today Kathy's just going to speak to us about this this intermission this middle season of our life that we're in right now but also lessons just for the middle season of your life whatever that might mean for you so I'm going to hand it over to Kathy. Thanks so much. You know, I, I had a panic moment there when you said, you know, of all of all of my favorite things that she's done, and I'm going, what have I done? What have I done? And when you said the book, I go, oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot about the book. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yes. But you know what? It's so it's interesting how that every chapter in that book is based on a woman in the Bible. And it's like, oh, we've read so many books about women in the Bible. But honestly, when you think about these incredible women, they were women for their time, but for this time. And if I could be only one of those, if I could be Moses' mother, like dropping the basket into the water, because I knew there's there was a future, like I wish I could be her. When I was growing up and reading the stories about these women, I thought like, oh yeah, okay, they're they're women in the Bible. They're on the flannel graph in this any school room. But to bring them to life and say, wow, if, if we were like any of them, we would be uh, world changers for sure. And so encourage you just to, to read the book, just to remind yourself that we come from a long history of some pretty brave women who did some pretty spectacular things without the resources and the supports that we have now. So hey, anything's possible. So it's such a privilege to be with you. It really is an honor. Um, I just speak from not experience of I've done this, this, and this, and this, but I've experienced pain in this way, and I've failed in these ways, and I've ruined things and touched things and made them crumble and I've been responsible for just as much you know pain in the world for others as I have for good and so I'm just a woman who is trying to learn and steward the lessons before it's too late and you know not long ago my first number changed to a higher number in the age racket and I think wow like I'm learning these lessons now like what you know, what was I doing 20 years ago when I really needed them? And I think for so many of us, we either have or had not, have not had the voices in our life at the time that we needed them. And so Gather is just a place to maybe bring some voices into your world and give some vocabulary for you for navigating um, something that you may not think of or give you a tool that you may not have because what the world is offering us right now as I'm looking around as I'm noticing are really um maybe hope for quick solutions like if we can just find a vaccine or if we can just get the right advice or or vote for the right politician and honestly it's not the kind of leadership and it's not maybe the kind of best advice that we need to really have impact our lives so that we are thinking actually the way God thinks about the situation. So navigating life in the middle 
is um, it's really about setting a compass point. And it's not about having somebody else come along and set the direction for you. And I think very often, um, I'm going to share my screen and I'm just going to hope this works for you. Is that working? You can see that? Okay. So very often life that we expected to have looks like this. We're at a beach. There's a beautiful path. It's a clear path. We know the path to take to the water. And when we get to the water, we're going to have a nice refreshing swim. And that's how we want it to look. And I'm just going to, my apologies as I, sorry, figure out. Okay. This is how it does look. <laughs> this is a tsunami. This is where we find ourselves now. It's not that peaceful, calm swim in the ocean. We are really threatened by the waves that are going to overwhelm us unless we have some kind of plan, unless we are thinking, I can't stay in this season without a life boat. I need something thrown to me. I need to grab onto something. And very often the things that we actually need are already here for us to access. And we just need to open our minds to what is possible for me to respond to in this moment and what things are around me that can help me not only not go under, but actually ride above the waves. And we would love to do that. So we know that with tsunamis, we've experienced them from seeing the news, how they've happened all over the world, that they are events. They come and they wreak their havoc and there's devastation, but then the waves at some point do recede. And then everybody that's in, being impacted by it is left with a rebuilding. And so what needs to be rebuilt? rebuilt well homes <laughs> relationships because you've lost people or you've become disconnected from people and also a rebuilding of your emotional health because you've just experienced great trauma at this thing that happened that you really had no control of and you never wished for so any unexpected events hit us all differently. You know, for some of us, a tsunami wouldn't be a big thing for one reason or another. For others, just a very small little wave on the shore would cause us to run in fear and anxiety. So I think for each of us to say, honestly, how is this middle season that we're in? For some of us, it is a huge tsunami. It's a huge wave and we weren't ready for it and we don't know what to do with it. For others of us, we just need, to kind of keep affirming that we're on the right path, that we're testing our belief system in God and ourselves, and we're just gaining a little bit more affirmation on our journey. So literally when overnight the waves of unbelief and life interrupted um, come, they do threaten to destroy things that we knew and relied on to keep us safe. And so what kept us safe in the past? Well, you know, we live in a beautiful nation. It's one of, I think, the safest nations in the world. Do we rely on that? Do we rely on our church, on our leaders, our friends? And we're finding that the impact of this pandemic has really touched all of those areas. And that things that kept us safe, even if it was the home that kept us safe, the home is really being challenged and stressed right now to say, is this really the safest place for me? So what is the best thing that is gonna help us set our course as we navigate the middle? Clarity, <laughs> clarity, clarity, clarity. And I'm telling you, this is a really tough word, especially for an Enneagram four, like thinking all of the things out there and actually funneling it through and saying, what's the most important thing I need right now. And if we can gain clarity in just a few things, and today I'm going to touch on our perspective, our positioning, and then our personal power. These are just some things that may help us navigate through to whatever's new. And I'm not going to say navigate back to what we knew or navigate. It will be new and it I don't know if it will ever be normal, but it will be something new. So the the challenge with clarity is that we 
all know that we have a current reality. And for many of us, we have dreams and visions. We have a vision for our life. And we think, you know, we're just going to climb the steps from here to there. We're just going to take this step and then the next step. Or for many of us, we think it's a straight line. Like if I just do this right, if I go to the right school, if I marry the right guy, if I live in the right place and go to the right church, all things will go well. And we're realizing in this season that it may not be that straight. It's actually curly. And so here's some principles for even stepping into this um, before we even say, how do I gain clarity? Here are some things that are really helpful to keep in mind. Life is curly. Don't try and straighten it out. Okay. We, it's not linear. We, it was not meant to be linear. I mean, if you, if you look at the nation of Israel, 40 years in the desert, walking in circles, come on, like that is the nature of our lives for many reasons. I mean, our marriages may not turn out. Our kids may not be perfect. We may not land at the right church. We may experience all kinds of things that we could be perceived as setbacks, but really it's just life. It's just life being life. It's curly. It, it moves forward. It winds back. It goes back. But ultimately, the long obedience in that one direction, as you, Eugene Peterson called it, is what is going to get us there. So to look at these little you know, setbacks like the one we're in now, it's a season. And we may feel like we've we've uncurled backwards, that we've lost ground. But really, we it is moving us ahead and we will get there. Life is uncertain at the best of times. At the best of times, it's uncertain. So don't expect that you always can know exactly what, not only what life will hold, but what the year will hold. I mean, how many of us for 2020 woke up and said like, this is our year, you know, the numbers, all the, all the works on the numbers, the 2020 is significant. This is a new decade. Oh my goodness. Like we know exactly what, you know, we're going to do. No, you don't. But God weaves uncertainty into the fabric of our lives on purpose. When you think of the fact that this actually may be God's plan for us, uncertainty as a way of keeping us tethered to him, we go, okay, okay, maybe I don't need to always expect that it's going to be certain and it's going to be linear. So what do we need to do? Well, actually, first step, let go of the things you can't control. You cannot control the coronavirus. <laughs> you cannot control the decisions that the government is making on your behalf. You can't control a lot of what is happening. Let go of it. Steward the things well that you can control. Steward the things well that you can control. And I think that's the challenge for us is that we're so focused on the things we can't control. So we're whining, we're complaining, we're going like, we watch the news and we think, oh, they should be doing something different. You know, they should have been in on the long-term care homes long before it started. And we make judgments and statements about things that are really out of control at this point, rather than focusing well and stewarding well the things that we can. I hope that makes sense. So here is life as we wanted it. The big rocks are on the bottom, and then we build the smaller ones on top. And we think, you know, this is actually going to hold us well. And we try and create these beautifully balanced lives. And we think if we stack them the right way, then things are going to be solid. But hello, <laughs> there's another way to live that kind of brings the uncertainty into it. So our lives can be stacked different ways. But we know that what holds this together really is God. It's the power of God to hold our lives together so that even though they, they look a little bit disarranged and they don't look like they're going to hold, if we say, God, you need to hold the pieces because it doesn't make sense to me. You know, the little ones shouldn't be on the bottom. Um, it, but if you accept that this is actually my life and I don't need to be responsible for holding all those external forces in place. God is doing that work. And I can trust that my life is uniquely mine. It's beautiful in its disarray. It's beautiful. It's uncertainty. I just need to know where to put my trust. And so the first thing is, it's a, it's a matter of perspective, really. It's a matter of how we look at things. If I pick up Steve's glasses by mistake, 
things are going to be really, really blurry to me. But if I pick up my glasses, then I can see things in the right way that I was designed to see. And so what do we need to see? I think the first thing that we need to see is that we have conveniently um, sometimes created a narrative about our life that may not be based in truth. And we need to kind of examine that. We have all had experiences in life. And then from those experiences, we interpret them. And out of those interpretations, we create a belief system. And that belief system will cause us to make certain choices and never really break that cycle. So for instance, for me, when I was growing up, I was quite a, um, you know, like a creative kid. And I was sort of a melancholy, like creative person. And I think it was a difficult person to have in the family. So early on, I created this sense of, I don't, I really don't fit in. Like I don't fit into this family. And as a creative person, until I never really had my people to, you know, to get who I was. And so my interpretation of that was that, well, I have to be somebody else. And so when I went away to school, I went to Moody Bible Institute at the age of 16. I was quite young and I did what I needed to do to fit in. I was a music major, but I did all these other things and became adapted all these other personas because I didn't feel that I really fit in as the woman that actually God made me to be. And so I created a belief system about my value that it was just never going to be as much as the value I placed on everybody around me. And so the choices I made with a low self-worth, low self-esteem were choices that were led to a lot of self-sabotaging. And I can tell you that's one thing I still battle to this day. You know, when you're thinking of, oh, I'm missing a piece or I'm not as good as somebody else. And you, I tend to make choices out of that belief system. The challenge is really going back to looking at experiences in life like are now and saying, okay, what is our interpretation going to be about our now? What do we believe? What do we believe about God in this moment? Do we believe that God is still good, even though he has allowed this? Secondly, do we believe that God is actually able and has sovereign power to do anything? He could stop the pandemic overnight. He could heal everybody that are on ventilators. He could heal my sister who has cancer in Edmonton right now and is challenged in that healthcare system. He could do it if I believe he could. And is he good? Is he good? What do I believe about myself? Do I believe that I'm whole, that I'm competent, that I'm resourceful, that I've been given everything I need to live this life to its best? And what do I believe about other people? Do I believe the best in them? Do I believe that they are, um, they are wanting to bring good into the world? Or am I cynical? Do I not believe that actually um, other people are full of the same things that I would be capable of. And so what we believe is really important because we have to actually get in and change this experience to narrative cycle and look at these experiences instead, instead of saying, okay, I'm interpreting this current situation as God not being interested, God not really caring, God forgetting about me. I'm interpreting the circumstance as I don't really think I have to get through this thing. Um, I don't trust myself. Um, and what do I believe about others um, is really going to impact how we interpret this event because very quickly our interpretations create belief systems that may or not be true and lead us to choices. And we see that people can make great choices in this season. We're helping each other. We're helping front care workers. You know, we're, we're out, you know, um, encouraging our neighbors. It's bringing out a lot of good, but it's also bringing out a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, a lot of control. <laughs> um, and we need to really get back to these experiences and say, okay, can God still work in here? 
is he still good? Is he still able to do anything? But whether he chooses to or not is up to him. And do I believe he's made me and created me with birthright gifts, with inner strength to meet each day and get through that day? And so to to kind of change the perspective on the narrative of our lives and say, there's a bigger picture. God is in control. It's important that these experiences do not lead me to errant beliefs about God, myself, or others. The second thing to have perspective on is where we choose to focus. And I don't know about you, but like for me, it was always about, okay, where am I going to get my education? Um, What city am I going to live in? Who am I going to marry? All of these contextual where I am things like our context is so important to us. Um, Sorry about that. I just, okay, share. Um, It's so important to us and we choose to focus often on the where on the outer rims of our life. And sometimes we then choose to focus on how. So we do our Enneagrams and like, how do we make decisions? How, what is our personality like? And we, we kind of run around the outside of our lives and think if, think if I can just only find the right context, if I can only find the right context. And so what's been taken away from us right now in this pandemic is context. We don't have our churches physically to show up in. We don't have our people physically to be with. Um, A lot of our wares, we don't have things in our calendar. I saw Vanessa just post this morning about, here's my empty calendar for May. There's no place to go. So our wares have sort of been taken away from us. And then our hows is really, we're looking at, okay, well, how do I respond to this moment? Because when things were good, I responded this way, but this is like surfacing some very interesting things. Really where God wants to take us is to our who. Well, who are you really? Where were you getting your identity? Whoever told you that your identity was dependent on your context? And I think of Paul in prison writing his most brilliant words and encouraging words in Philippians. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, right? Um, Put your minds on what is pure and true. And he's chained to a guard 24-7. And here he is in the worst context of all, but he's found himself because he's found himself in God. And so God's focus is always on the I am, where he is and we are. And we know that when we find God, we are able to find ourselves. And so maybe this season has shifted our perspective because the external things have been taken away. And for many of us, like our Bible reading has improved. (laughs) You know, we're into scripture. We're journaling. We're writing songs. Some of us are going to write books out of this. We're discovering nature again. We're discovering the table again. Simple food, beautiful food at our tables because it's brought us back into this inner circle that many of us had wandered away from because we were so busy. So the wear of our lives keep us busy and the the core of our lives keep us tethered to the eternal God, to the I am. It keeps us safe. It keeps us in a place where we know that he's always going to be the same there. And we're only going to become more of who we were designed to be. We don't have to fit all of the context of our life and show up as different women in all these different ways. And even in the course of a pandemic, when our identity is no longer, you were getting in the car and we're driving to work, like we're at home. And we have to be all things to all people in this season. And our identity is so challenged. And God is saying, come, a cl- come gather in, come a little bit closer. I'm actually going to create, you know, something for you. I'm going to be working with that. I'm going to be helping you through this, that maybe on the other side of this, you may not want to necessarily go back. You may have some more opportunities because you'll take this beautiful identity with confidence into that world. So basically what happens to spiral from the where to the the who 
it's a downward spiral and it's usually caused by pain and suffering. So here we are. Pain and suffering has brought us closer in. And again, to the perspective, that's a good thing. We wouldn't choose it ourselves, but what else may have got us here? We wouldn't have chosen it to say, you know, I'm going to take like, what are we, day 50? I don't even, I'm going to take 50 days and isolate myself and, you know, give up all of the things I counted on and, you know, not wear pants and do all of these crazy things, let my roots go. We would never make those choices, but God in his wisdom is saying, I can work with this pandemic and I can actually use it to draw you forward, draw you close. Because when it's time to go back out in the world, you're going to be healthier, you're going to be more confident, and you're not going to be dependent on those contexts to drive you. I'm hoping all that makes sense. And so the second thing, first is perspective. The second is positioning. How are we positioning ourselves here in the middle? How are we saying, okay, I'm not just all of my points of reference are either what was or what's going to come. And a lot of us said like, oh, I, I missed this. I missed that. And a lot of us are saying, oh, when we get out of this, when we get through it, it's like, no, you're here now. So that was then, that will be that, you know, when it comes, but here you're, you're here now. So how are you positioning yourself? For so many of us, we were on this teeter totter and maybe the second one where we had so much weight, so many responsibilities, so much, um, you know, long days, long, long, you know, driving around kids, soccer practice, you know, women's Bible, whatever we were doing, it was a lot. And we were like, help, I'm going to fall off this teeter-totter because we didn't have the resources to actually manage all of the asks, asks on our life. And here we are, maybe on the bottom teeter-totter where now we don't have all those time asks on our life, but we're not going anywhere. We're stuck. There's nothing to really weigh us to that top teeter-totter where we have adequate resources and adequate responsibilities. And sometimes um, the joy of this time is that some of our burdens are lifted, but the challenge is that sometimes we have different burdens come in, our, in, in its place. And so how do we navigate our positioning? Oh, there's this beautiful chart that I, I refer to often because when the challenges are really high and we don't have the competence or resources to deal with them, um, we get very anxious. So for so many of that, I mean, I, you know, like it's a stupid little thing maybe, but I've never really done my own roots before. And so like high anxiety, how am I going to get these things taken care of? And so I'm having to learn what is the best resource to match this need. And then once I have the right resource, my anxiety comes down. And part of the issue here is that we've been thrown into our world with our schedules all interrupted, that some of us, and I heard this on CBC, that 33% of the population is just bored. Like, I have a hard time believing that. I still have lots of drawers to clean and things to do. But boredom actually also leads to high anxiety because there's not enough motivation to keep you in that central line up, which is the flow. This is where you have enough to motivate you to have a beautiful rhythm to your life. So you get up and make your bed, you put on the coffee, um, you do your productive work in the morning, you feed your kids lunch, um, you, you know, you plan, you have enough kind of relax and work that the flow helps you get through. But we've had to create what this flow looks like in this new now, because we don't have the old rhythms. If we're too bored and we don't have enough, we give ourselves so much grace that, that our minds are not active and we're not thinking about the future because it's so uncertain that we just kind of put it away somewhere. And so the anxiety comes from not being motivated enough. And it also comes from having too many new challenges without the resources to meet them. I don't know how to homeschool my children. I don't know how to live with my husband in this house, you know, with so much interaction. Like I'm used to him being gone more. I don't know how to manage connecting with my loved ones and friends. And so all of this anxiety is being called because we've lost our rhythm of this flow. 
So things that you can do to kind of get yourself sort of back and centered in this time will be really helpful on the other side. Don't be too bored. But if you need to let some things drop, it's okay. You know, we had Bonnie Pugh, who's brilliant on our call on Tuesday, and she's a homeschooling mom of five. And, you know, she just affirmed the fact you cannot do it all. So what do you need to keep and what do you need to let go of? Well, we all have finite lives. And if your life was a plate, you have to ask yourself, what's on my plate? And it has finite edges (laughs) and everything can't fit on your plate before, now, or on the other side of this. And if you had to put dots on your plate and you put red dots on, things that were costing you energy, things that were costing you emotional health, you may put those on. For some of us, maybe you have um, someone you love in a long-term care facility, and that's a red for you because you're sort of, how do I care for my person? And it's causing me energy and it's causing stress. And then we've all got yellow neutral things. Could be laundry. We have to do the laundry. It doesn't cost us. It doesn't drain us. We just do it. Then we all have green things, things that can actually give us energy and propel us forward. For some of us, it's like, I have to read, you know, every day for half an hour. That's a refresh time for me. That's time where I'm just focusing on myself. I need to go for a walk. Um, I need to have a conversation with a friend. And so the important thing is that it's your plate and you know for you what's appropriate for your plate. So try and decrease the red, if at all possible, you know, like making dinner, share the love there, um, cleaning up, try and do whatever you can to either delegate it or try and remove some of those reds to protect your emotional health and your energy. And then try and increase the green spaces, even if it's not weighted evenly, because we need more green in our lives now than ever because we don't think we're doing as much but we're expending a lot more energy even on this call it's taking something from us because it's technology it's not real it's virtual so look at your plate and make some decisions on it because we only have so many yeses that can go on our plate what are you going to say yes to what are you going to say no to so even though life was not what it was or what it will be Make a daily list of strategic priorities, okay? Today, I'm going to whatever that is important for the day, because you can't do everything. Distinguish the vital few from the trivial trivial many. So for today, I knew I was going to be on this call. So the things that I may normally do when I rise would say, okay, for today, I can give myself grace on those because I need to prepare for this. And every day, they may be different. But... To, to understand that not everything is equally weighted and to make some choices is within your control. And so if in the old way of life, maybe the joy of this time is that I have to do all things. I have to be all things to all people. It's all important. How can I get it all fit in? Um, we react urgently, like, you know, we're mole whackers, like what's, okay, who needs, does Johnny need his, his shoes tied now? And who needs a meal and who needs the help with their schoolwork? And, and we're saying yes, 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 all the time. And we take on too much work and the quality of our work suffers. Things are out of control. We don't even know if we got anything done at the end of the day and we're overwhelmed and exhausted. But we have an opportunity in this season to choose only a few things really matter. What can I trade off? Pause, pause. And we've, we've implemented these gather daily pauses to say, breathe in some truth, exhale. What do we need to let go of? What can we say no to except just that thing that will help us thrive and choose carefully. I think I love the list at the bottom. It just says we experience joy in the journey. And if you've lost your joy, I'm not surprised and I don't judge you. And I think for so many of us, we realize I'm not loving things right now, but how do we get that back? I think it's getting some sense of positioning ourselves in a way that will help us be in that flow, simplify, 
do the things that really matter. All of the rest will be there. My husband says that to me all the time. Like, oh dear, don't have to do the dishes now. They will be there for you tomorrow. (laughs) And it's true, right? They will be there. So just causing yourself to step back and make some decisions. And I'm going to close with this piece on personal power. What matters most is how you see yourself. And I love this image because if we see ourselves as a kitty cat that is just meowing along and, you know, the owner takes care of everything, we'll choose make different choices. But if we, if we choose to see ourselves as <clears throat> a lion, a lion that has prowess, that has strategy, that guards her young, that nurtures her young, that goes and finds food, very much like the Proverbs 31 woman who's kind of in charge of her life, we will make different decisions. In solitude, we stop believing our own press. We discover we're not as good as we thought. We're also more than we thought. Do you have an accurate self-image? The leadership um, begins with who we are really, not who we think we are, not who we would like to be but who, not who others believe us to be. And so we have a, an opportunity in this time to regain our sense of self and to believe that God has actually given us access to personal power. Yes, he is sovereign. Yes, he has a purpose for our lives, but he's also given us free will and power of choice. And it's when this is abused, people take their free will and power of choice and they go away from God's purpose and sovereignty that we see bad things happen. But when we use our free will and our power of choice in obedience to his plan and sovereignty, we actually have more choice than we thought. And so what does this look like? There's a stimulus and right now it's the pandemic. It happened, it's real, it's here. But there's also our response. So what choices do we have? Well, we have opportunities. We have opportunities. We just don't need to respond like everybody else and their grandmother. You know, we don't need to be those women. We can say, okay, I need to be obedient always into God's purpose, his plan, his word. But what are my opportunities? And here, I actually have freedom to choose. Because when I'm reactive, I'm going to complain like everybody else. I'm going to be angry. I'm going to be stressed. But no, I've got freedom to choose my response. I can be proactive. I can say, look, I'm self-aware. I can be imaginative. I have a conscious. I have an independent will. If I am using obedience to God, I can see some of the opportunities to choose a different response. I don't need to keep this narrative going into a place that doesn't get me anywhere. And of course, this is the facilitator teaching me, giving you all these visuals, but they'll be uh, ready for you on the Facebook page. Think of your life as the long obedience, right? Do you want to flourish? Do you want to flatline out of this? Or do you want to flounder? The choices you make now in the middle are going to determine where you land in one of these three areas. And so... I want to flourish. I want to flourish. So I'm going to change. I'm going to change my perspective. I'm going to position myself so that I can make healthy choices about my life in this season. And I'm going to use my free will, my God ordained given free will to try and make choices that lead me to my future. Because in this transition, At some point, it's going to, they say, flatten the curve. (laughs) But we've got a new season ahead. And so we can start building into it now. Can we write that book? Can we make those connections? Can we do something in this season that we had never imagined doing before? There's the woman who decided to start offering funerals online to people uh, virtually before even the pandemic hit. And she's taken this season And thought, gee, I can really do this. I can serve people by doing this. So think about what's next. And here's what's so important is that you are strong, you're resourceful, you're a whole. Right now, if it if it's emotionally tough, then learn to ask without shame for the resources you need. 
a chat with a friend, a mentor, um, marriage advice, <laughs> mental health, because really this, I do believe this is how God sees you. And I do believe that I'm praying that these strategies will help you navigate life in the middle and finish strong. Wow. <laughs> Kathy, that was profound. <laughs> I don't know how many notes I've just taken. I, I'm with you every week, the interns, many of them online. Yeah, we need to give her a, a Zoom hand for that. True, Carla. Um, we're with you every week, Kathy, online with our interns. And I watch this coaching happen there, but um, just to think about these three areas right now is a gift. So thank you. And um, as we do with all our um, True Conversations speakers, just can you let them know where they can find you? Yes, you lead gather. Yes, you are in our world often as interns. But for those that actually do want some personal coaching, is there a next step they can take with you in this season or online with the website? Yeah, absolutely. I'm at kathyostopchuk.com. So if you can spell it, you can find me. <laughs> and if you can't spell it, just email me at kathy at gatherwomen.com. And coaching in this season, it's actually a tough one because it's like, I don't have money to invest in coaching because of the pandemic. But actually, there's certain things that you can invest in that are actually now more necessary than ever. So we're saying that too about, um, about counseling, you know, that this is a season where just we all need to get the resources that we need. So I'm happy. I would be happy to chat. Yeah. I love that. I do. I think for some people, they can't afford to, and for others, they can't afford not to make some investments and personal investment. And I just sense in this season, there's just, we are over-resourced, but under-activated. That's been my, oh. um, my revelation on this is lots of things have been given for free and we want to, and at gather, we will forever post moments like this this is our joy but sometimes just like Kathy said a friend or a mentor I just want to echo or someone where um you could actually put into practice and have them alongside you for that accountability to come out of this season and move up as you were teaching us so thank you so much and and here at Gather I'm just going to hand it over to Rebecca because here at Gather we are we are um, we've got full plates in, you know, we all volunteer in this movement called Gather Across This Nation, many of us, and um, we, we've added in a good way to um, what's going on in our life with a conference. So, Rebecca, will you just um, talk about that because we've only got five minutes, unless, sorry, unless you want like one or two questions we've just got. I think we only have one, so why don't we do the one? Okay. And so that was yes. just, and, and I think you touched on it, you can just maybe, just for those people who are actually finding something new, um, like you're saying, there's so much that the season's offered, and somebody who maybe has gained something, what is advice for when we see the switch back to preserve what we've gained? Because I think that they, there'll be this sort of rush back to the old way. So just ways to preserve what's been gained in this season. I think to place a value on it um, and to understand the meaning of this time. Um, Helen Burns said, it, I think my sister who's on this call said it, that we don't want to waste, you know, this COVID time. So anything that's sort of deposited to us now, we have to place maybe kind of a high value on it and say, I would never have this experience. I would not be creating this. I would not be meeting these women if we wouldn't be doing this, maybe, right? So to, to weight the value of it so that you keep it, you know, high as one of your priorities when things start to ramp up that you still carve a time where okay, this is significant. This was given to me for such a time as this. 
so so good so and so so insightful to put a value on it and to not lose sight of that when we go back thank you so much for that um so like Vanessa said we have so many exciting things going on um at gather but one of the most exciting and we want you all to get excited with us is our true conference online coming up May 22nd and 23rd and although it being online right now seems so appropriate the vision for that was long before there was ever a need to be online so it's just a beautiful representation of God preparing hearts before there's a need um so we're really, really excited about that. We'd love for you all to register. We're going to just post the link to that very shortly in the comments. Um, and just so that you can all, we would love to see you all there. A lot of the uh, speakers we're having in uh, our True Conversations will also be giving us much more valuable teaching at the conference. And then so many more just worship leaders and gifted women who really reflect our nation all across the country. It's not something you want to miss. Um, we also have further conversations coming up. Our next one is on Tuesday. Kathy's going to speak a little bit that, but we have um, topics on living life interrupted and some money management advice coming up. So just some other practical um, strategies for this season. So just stay in touch with us on our social media or send us an email if that's not a comfortable place for you. We want to be connected with you in this season, but do not miss conference. Okay. It's going to be good. Well, did you just love that conversation with Kathy? Amazing wisdom, insight, keys for every part of our waiting. You can hear more from Kathy at her own website, kathyostopchuk.com. You can actually order her phenomenal book called Brave Woman, Bold Moves, and you can buy that wherever books are sold. You can also access her for one-on-one or corporate coaching. She is our lead catalyst here at Gather, and we love everything about the vision that she carries. Don't forget, you can also buy the conference package online still, access it all year round, and connect with us at Gather as a movement across our nation because we love your voice and we want to connect, equip, and mobilize you. Thanks for listening today, girls. We love each and every one of you. Thanks for listening to the Her Influence Podcast. Download and share this episode and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Go to gatherwomen.com for show notes, resources, and events in your area. We invite you to join the movement to hear the voices of women represented in equal value and strength in all kingdom conversations and to see the presence of women in equal value and strength in every area of influence. And now, rise in purpose and influence your world with real voices, bold words, and whole hearts.